Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chicago Bears, the Bet Rivers app is one you should download today. And uh, Patrick, I know you were thinking with your heart, and uh, I appreciate that, but uh, 
Boy, you heard Aaron Rodgers there. He's yelling, I still own you, and that's to the Soldier Field faithful. Wow, that was ugly. Yeah, but you're right. You know, I, I picked this game with my heart, but my normally your head is right. But uh, I think everything you thought was going to happen, happened. You know, you still had your your rookie moments with Justin Fields. He, he'd won the last two games, but I think today we saw what a rookie quarterback looks like. You know, taking the delay a game, taking the sack, taking him out of field goal range before the half. It could have been 10-10. Uh, there towards the end of the fourth quarter, same thing, taking those two big sacks. Not saying they could come back, but that puts you in a, a chance to come back, right? And he he acts like a rookie, unfortunately. But then there's some spots where he looked great. He looked fantastic. You see his ability. You see his accuracy. You see some of that quick decision-making. You see his scrambling ability. Um, but what I do find encouraging, and I, I hate to say this after a loss of the Packers, is that the mistakes he had, to me, those are fixable with more playing time. Him playing in these situations and understanding before half, I cannot take that sack. Before half, i got to be smart with the delay of game and watching the clock or get that timeout called. You don't want to call that timeout because you only have one timeout left. But to me, those are coachable and experience uh, um, problems that he had today that can be fixed with more playing time. So a little bit of encouragement of what I'm seeing him do on the field with his athletic ability and some of his decision-making, but he can correct some of those other mistakes. Now the defense, Mully, they came out with their hair on fire. That was awesome. Mm. I was like, this is old school, man. They, they came out to play. They're flying around everywhere. Roquan, uh, Robert Quinn, they had the two sacks early. And then all of a sudden, halftime, I, this is what I don't get because I texted Biggs in the uh, – in the press box. It's the first series in the second half when they're on defense and Green Bay goes down and score, scores on them. Robert Quinn pulled himself after five plays. Five plays right. after halftime. Did he not have good orange wedges or something? I don't know what was going on. Like, you just don't do that the first series. <laughs> Khalil Mack, I think, played eight plays. Okay, eight of the 11 plays, he played the first eight. But I don't understand why you're pulling yourself in that situation coming out of, a, out of halftime. I understand there might have been rotational things going on, but I also think that if you're a player like him and you're a difference maker and arguably the best defensive player the Bears have right now, that situation, this kind of game, you don't take yourself out. So I'll finish it up here. We said the Bears need to score points. They need to find points. Olin said, where are you going to find points under what rock? Well, they didn't do it, and they couldn't do it. Then the yeah. defense needed to come out and continue to play like they did in the first half, and they started faltering in the second half. I mean, Green Bay ran for 154 yards on them. You can't have that against this defense if you want to be tops in the league. And, and I think there's a lot of uh, life lessons here for the quarterback. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. if you think you have a free play, you're going to go ahead yeah. and take advantage of it. But, but, my God, there was no free play, and so you end up with a turnover, and I know it's like a punt. But we talked about this coach and his record when winning the turnover battle, and that – I couldn't get that out of my head, Pat. When I when I saw yeah. that, I, yeah. your voice was telling me that statistic, and I was just like, give ah. two more turnovers. Yes. <laughs> you, you can't beat him. When the, if you, what is he? He's uh, you know, he's undefeated, twenty-two and zero. Now I think it is Come when on. when he wins the turnover battle. Good. Yeah, uh, you, you, you can't have that. But I understand. Again, that's another teachable moment to me for Justin Fields. He saw what he saw right in front of him, but he's got to yeah. be able to see that yellow flag go up. He's got to be certain before you throw that. You just that may be something you can peek right or left just to make sure before you throw that. Obviously, I believe he was correct. I think the referees made a couple bad calls this game, but that was one of them. And uh, he needs to make certain before he makes that throw. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that that um, very fact um, is just upsetting because, frankly, you, you know, they made some errors. The officials made some errors, but you got the benefit of a call or two 
yes. here and there mm-hmm. as well. I didn't see yeah. I didn't see any pass interference. It didn't matter. They right. came back and scored the touchdown. But right. nonetheless, at the moment, as you watched it, you were like, wow, they, they were Thank real you. beneficiaries, right? <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Yeah. But, but the other uh, thing, Molly, I think – I think we go back and now we realize who the Bears are. I think that's where we stand. We were waiting to see them play a good team, and the Packers are a really good team. And uh, it kind of sets them back a little bit. I think we were all feeling good. I know I was after the last two weeks, after the two wins. But it's kind of a reality check for them. And I think it was a reality check for us, too, as fans of Justin Fields. We got to see a rookie quarterback. We got to see a rookie quarterback make rookie mistakes. But again, like I said, we, he's got some he's got some skills. So... Um, I think we're going to have to go through these growing pains through the year, and hopefully they get less and less, and you get to see more of his skill take over and instead, of, uh, instead of some of these rookie mistakes he makes. Yeah, and, and you know, look, it, it was a pretty decent game all the way around. It was a good football game. It, 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 you know, the Bears had two 80-yard drives in the course yep. of that game. Never an easy thing to do to march the length of the field, and they did it a couple times, so that's the good news. But 14 mm-hmm. points – that's not going to get you a division championship. That's not going to win in terms of beating a team like Green Bay. If you get a field goal before the half and you get another one later, I don't know. Maybe you have the lead. Maybe things change at the end. But, you know, the defense played well right up to the point where they didn't. Right? Mm-hmm. We've seen that before. Yes. And, uh, and this has been sort of a, you know, a, a little bit the story of the season, right? Yeah, it, it has been. And, um you know, I was just hoping this defense would continue their play like they did the first couple series. That was good old-fashioned Bears football where you saw everybody flying around, everybody congratulating everybody after a big tackle, but they just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I don't know why they can't do it. Uh, maybe they're, you know, the, the second-string guys coming in when they have to take breaks up front can't do what they were doing up, uh, up front. But I'll tell you what, that Roquan Smith, man, that's a football player. <laughs> he's fun to watch no matter yeah. what, no matter who he's playing, and I think we're lucky to have him. But We just need everybody to keep that – that level of energy and intensity that he plays with throughout the game. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I, again, 312-644-6767 is the number we're going to get to everybody's phone call. But I, I think when we, when we look at this game and we think of it as a sort of measuring stick, if you will, you know, the Bears are 3-3 three and three midway through their season. Mm-hmm. That seems about right. It doesn't yeah. seem like they deserve to be a losing team. But guess what? I, last I checked, the Vikings were winning. Uh, last I checked, the Packers did indeed win. So you're a couple games behind in the division mm-hmm. with another team, and, and we'll see how it plays out. It's a long season, and you got 11 games left, right? So it's, uh, it, it, there's the extra game. Nonetheless, I think that um, there's plenty of room for improvement. And, you know, there were some good things done. They got back to some other stuff. They had to use Justin Fields differently, and they did. But you got gashed in the running game as well. You gave up some huge plays even when they couldn't get the ball down the field. Yeah, and, you know, last week we were praising the defense against Josh Jacobs and the uh, the Oakland Raiders of how well they stopped them up front without Akeem Hicks. Akeem came back. Obviously, he looked a little banged up. Um, but, you know, they, they got to do better than that against the Packers. You just got to hold up more up front. That's where the money is. We talked about it in the pregame. To win this game and the way Ryan Pace developed this roster to beat Aaron Rodgers is the front four and the front seven up front. Okay, they got after him a little bit early and they rattled him, but then that front four has to stop the run as well. That's part of the ballgame, and they didn't do it. To give up 150 yards against the Packers and, you know, limit Aaron Rodgers quite a bit, but, you know, Matt LaFleur said at halftime, we're going to come out and keep running it. They must have seen something. They must have known that Akeem was not feeling well and said, let's just keep running at him. He can't hold up. Um, and the backups didn't do well either. So, 
Um, it just it wasn't a good enough defensive effort, and I'm sure those guys will say the same thing. They want to play at a standard that's super high, and that's a good offense they face. But for them to win games right now with this offense that cannot score points, they've got to do better. They've got to do better in all phases of defense, and they got to stop the run. Yeah, and you know I loved uh, when uh, when Greg Olson said something along the lines of, you know, I hope he's not grabbing his groin because of injury. <laughs> <laughs> What other reason? Because he's, he's playing baseball? I mean, that was yeah, just I, so ridiculous. I, I think that was a slip of the tongue by Greg. Greg <laughs> likes to talk a lot. And sometimes he says things that maybe he didn't mean or didn't mean to slip out. <laughs> it happens. What are you yep. going to do? These things, uh, they do indeed happen. Uh, you know, again, I think, I think there are reasons to be happy if you want to be. I think there's reasons to find encouragement if you're looking for them. But ultimately – you know, you didn't measure up again, again, against Rodgers, again, against the Packers. And, it, you know, it's just frustrating. I don't know many people in Chicago that are tired of that. And you thought after that first drive, the way that Justin Fields was playing, you thought, wow, you know, they've got a guy now that can, that can keep up with him and, and you're going to see a different game. And, and you did at different points, but ultimately, you know, again, he's hanging on to the ball a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. There were some – issues in terms of, uh, of of managing the clock or managing the game, whatever way yep. you want to put it. You know, it seems like every time you want to challenge a play, you're going to call a timeout, then you're going to challenge it. It just, there just are all these little issues that kind of gang up on you. And by the end of the game, you have this kind of, yeah, feeling about it. Yeah, they just, they don't look like that top tier team. And a lot has to do right. with Justin Fields and managing the game. And then they had a couple other drops. And one of the big drops was, uh, Khalil Herbert dropped that screen pass. They ran a blitz right into it. I thought that could have been a huge play for him, and I believe they punted that series. Darnell Mooney at the end of the game dropped one. There's a couple balls. Maybe there's another one or another or two others that you know hit the guys in the hands that can help Justin Fields right now if they make those plays. But they were off a little bit in that part of the game as well. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know, look, I I think that um, there were some good moments and there were some you know big plays, and they the running game was very good, and and you gotta like. What you, sir, what you saw from Herbert, I thought he, he really played maybe better than I thought he was going to play, made a couple of big plays. Um, but, I, you know, I, I really think that when we, when we assess everything after the fact and we look back on it, you're going you're gonna to wonder why, it, you know, you couldn't get some points at the end of the half and why you couldn't get yeah. some points at, near the end of the game when you had a chance to cut it to, uh, to, to just one score and, and you couldn't do that. And, you know, the, Taking the two sacks at the end of that at the end of that sequence, you just can't have that happen. It no. just can't happen. You got to throw the ball away. You just can't let that happen. Period. No, and that's and Molly. Good teams. They're the ones that make the plays at the halftime. They're right. the ones that sneak in the extra three points or yes. or stop somebody. You know, at, at the halftime, they're the ones that put yourself in position to make it a one possession game to maybe come back with your stud quarterback and win that game. And like I said, we saw it as Justin Fields' rookie mistakes, and that's what we're going to see. But here, here's my thought. I feel like I'm I, – I can't accept this loss because I, ne- I never like losing, and I especially don't like losing to the Packers. But I think when we knew that Justin Fields was named day one – named the starter after, after Andy Dalton was hurt, we were going to see this. I was kind of expecting some games like this. I was excited to see him beat two NFL teams in Detroit and the Raiders the first two weeks when he started then. But I just know coming up with some of these better teams, we're going to see this. And I, you never want to be okay with it, but you have to be honest with yourself as well. It, 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 he is who he is. He's a rookie quarterback learning this NFL game, learning this, you know, the speed of the game. I mean, the plays he thinks he can exit the pocket, and he can't. And Kenny Clark brings him down. A big old man right. is 320 pounds. Like, everybody's fast. Like, 
you know, it's just so he's got to still learn this game. And I, I still feel encouraged with his ability and his skill set, but his game management will come. All right, 312-644-6767. We're going to get to everybody's phone calls. Yeah, I, you know, Clark had him a few times. I mean, yeah. I don't remember the whole well, breakdown. He's a good darn player, man. He's a real good player. Yeah. And when he left at one point, I thought, oh, that, that's very promising. Uh, and you hate to feel that way about guys, but you'd be better off if he were playing. Um, I also thought as I watched um, as I watched Rodgers get pressured, you know, the Bears – got three sacks on him and he threw two touchdown passes. We were we were doing like a little over under on that yeah. and I, I thought that that would be a good sign if you could get more sacks on him than touchdown passes but then off he goes and he runs that one in. Do you care that he's given the belt and then yelling I still own you? Does that? Yeah. Do, oh yeah. Yeah, that, that gets oh, under yeah. your skin a little, doesn't oh, it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Bothers yeah. the heck out of me. If you're a competitor, you, you, it better bother you. But right. the problem is, is we haven't been able to do anything about it, and that's what really angers me. And it's been that way since I played as well, that we never really solved Aaron Rodgers. There was a point where we solved Brett Favre when we first came in with Lovey Smith's cover two, and then he kind of got us back toward, there towards the end. But it is. It's aggravating. And it's just one of those things. You look over there in that corner of the end zone, and you're saying a couple curse words at him and in your head, and it just it's, it's really right. aggravating. But, I mean, come on. He, he has the right to do it. He keeps doing that's, it. But you got to fix it yourself. That's the thing. The team has got to fix it. That is the most frustrating element is that he really mm-hmm. does deserve – he really does own own the Bears and continues to own the Bears. There's really unless Unless little. did you read Dan Pompey's tweet? What did Dan say? He, he quoted that tweet, what he said or whatever. He goes, well, Virginia McCaskey might have um, something to say about that because she actually owns the Bears, right? <laughs> just typical Dan dry humor. That's what I just – I, I kind of got to – I love Dan. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right, we're going to get back with your calls. We'll talk it over. We'll do our therapy session. It's the, uh, it's the post-game show with Patrick Manley here on The Score. Quick snap, Rodgers looking left. Rodgers sliding left. Pressure by Mack, moving right. On the run, keeps it at the five, and he goes into the end zone. He's popped at the goal line on the play by Eddie Jackson, but he's in for the touchdown. Aaron Rodgers on the scramble inside of six yards. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Oh, that is Aaron Rodgers, and uh, yeah, he still owns you. Uh, the post game is sponsored by... MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time, nearly as often as Rodgers, and now he is 21-5 in the regular season against the Bears, 22-5. and five. I, With all due respect to oh. Dan Pompey, I think maybe uh, maybe Virginia <laughs> McCaskey works for him. I don't know. Seems like or it's pretty close. he's a part close. owner now. <laughs> <laughs> they maybe, have a new he minority buy, owner. maybe he helped him buy into Arlington. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Pat, we got a ton of people want to check in. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com, 312-644-6767. We'll start with Steve. Steve is listening online. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good, good. Another uh, tough loss. You know, we only put up 277 yards, which is like the third most that the Bears have put up this year, which 
kind of underscores that even with laser calling plays, it's still Nagy's offense that really laser has has to do with. And it's it's really, really uh, getting tough to watch Nagy now 0-6 against the Packers, 0-5, I believe, against Matt LaFleur, and 0-3 against Sean McVay last three seasons. Nagy is who he is, basically. And I, I believe the time is really, really running out with the Bears trying to make something out of Justin Fields today. And and while I was very, very sad that, you know, he took a lot of unnecessary sacks and just really threw that uh, pick that, you know, that should have been called offsides that really changed the momentum of the ball game. I saw a lot of good things uh, that he did today. You know, this is something that we're going to have to unfortunately live with. I, I'd rather watch Fields play and make those big plays than have to see Andy Dalton with all due respect to his career and everything, you know, just dink and dunk pretty much, you know, the rest of the season. And I do believe that at this point, you know, the writing's on the wall, you know, Matt Nagy has to be gone at the end of the year, even if the bears uh, go to the playoffs miraculously. But I think after today's game, I think this is who the bears are a mediocre team can beat mediocre teams, but just doesn't have enough horses to compete offensively against Green Bay and next week against Tampa Bay. That's all I have to say, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, you know, thanks for the call, Steve. I would say, Patrick, we know it's been a step up in class, right? You, you think Mm -hmm. about Matthew Stafford having a pretty good year and he's a pretty good quarterback, but, but you know, this Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the league or among the top uh, Brady, probably the best quarterback ever certainly among uh, the top players in the league. I, I, I don't know if we're holding – we can't expect that from Justin Fields. They have to win in a no. different fashion. And we knew going in they were going to have some issues because of the running game, and they had to probably change their game plan a little bit as a result. Yeah, they just need more points. I think Steve brought up the point, uh, fact they had 277 yards. I still need to see over 300 yards. But whatever their yardage output is – We've been talking about it for years. We need more points. Just get more points, and they're not doing that. That's We knew today was the game that you need more points. The, the Packers are going to put up their points. They came out with a smart game plan and ran the ball, and then in the red zone were able to, to, to capitalize and get 24 points. But you just got to get more points. But here's the other thing, and I'll flip it to the positive again. I might sound like Matt Nagy a little bit of always going positive. Justin Fields does not look overwhelmed as a rookie quarterback in this league this early in his career. I think we've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks walk into the league and in situations like this, they even they just look overwhelmed. Like this is they you 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 get blown out because a quarterback makes way too many mistakes. To me, he doesn't look overwhelmed. So I'm encouraged by him out there on the field in his future for the Bears. But right now I think it is just what we have. He's got to either go out there and play a perfect game or they have to call the perfect game uh, for for them to win. He's not ready yet to take over a game like an Aaron Rodgers or one of those other quarterbacks and uh, finally, he also said Nagy should be gone after this game. This is all going to depend on the development of Justin Fields, how it goes from here to the end of the year. How can they do? Can they get more points and make him look, you know, like like the like the pick he is? Make him look like the best rookie quarterback out of this class and make him look like his his, his future is very promising. And, and I would say it is a fact that the Bears have never fired a coach in season, and I'm guessing that new co-owner Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to fire Matt Nagy either. So there is that to yeah. consider. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Help. Let's get to Chris. He's an Evanston. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I just want to say uh, 
I, I, no disrespect for you, Pat Manley, because uh, you're my favorite announcer that's a former player on the score. But I completely disagree. I'm just ever since we drafted this guy, everybody just can't get over themselves how great he is, how great he's gonna be. Practice preseason, this narrative of what of what great plays. His farthest throw today was that 21 yarder to Cole Komet, who had to jump to make the catch, and he's wide open. I'm I do not see it. I see a guy who thinks he's at Ohio State playing for a top-five team in the nation, and he's used to being a better athlete and running away from defenders. When he's under pressure, he panics. He runs away. Greg Olson showed it again today. Allen Robinson running by himself to the end zone. He doesn't see it. And all I see is a quarterback that's not ready to face the 49ers' pass rush, not ready to face the Ravens' blitzes, not ready to face the uh, Vikings twice, division games. I say the season is done, start the fire sale now, and start building for this quarterback everybody believes in. But I don't see it. Okay, so let me just say this back to you, though, that Mitch has been in that building with these same coaches, same personnel people, and a lot of the same players, right? They see this Justin Fields coming a year later. They talk the way they do about him. I don't know if they're just trying to hype him up because he's the new young quarterback. I think it's more they see something different. They feel something different. They see practice executed differently. They see something different in meeting rooms. That's kind of why I get excited because they just had a guy in there that was the number two overall pick and he got fired and moved or moved on. And now they have a new guy in there. So they have comparisons that they can see. No, I know it's small comparisons right now with Justin Fields and limited amount of time he's played, but guys know how it, what a guy has in the building during practice, how he prepares and some of the flash plays and some of the things he can do in practice. So that's why I feel like his future is bright, but I don't think any rookie can come in and see all the blitzes and do everything that they're supposed to do like a, like a veteran quarterback. I think that takes time. And I, I love the fact he's out there playing and, and getting his feet wet while actually in NFL games, not getting garbage time, not taking practice reps, you know, with the twos and things like that against scout team to try to get NFL ready. I, I just, I feel encouraged just because of what I hear from the guys in the building that, that are, they can basically take it and compare Mitch and Justin Fields. And that's right in front of them. And Patrick, I I think that when you talk about rookie quarterbacks, you know, and maybe that maybe this game is out there for Justin Fields. I don't know. But you talk about guys that are are throwing three picks and guys that have no idea where they're going or what they're doing. He has this moxie to him. Mm -hmm. He has this this sort of understanding. He is a very straight line guy. It doesn't seem like his emotions get too high. He doesn't seem like an up-and-down type guy. He seems very straight line in what he's doing. Now, now, there could come a day or a game where things overwhelm him. That usually would happen on the road, whatever. We saw saw in Cleveland. (laughs) Well, but but how many picks did he throw? Yeah, that's true. I I get it. He held the ball. But you know what? I mean, as bad as that Cleveland game was, and and I think he held the ball very long in that game, Mm And I know that everyone wants to blame the coaches, and they they deserve the majority of the credit for that horrible yeah. game. He wasn't throwing the ball away. He wasn't fumbling the ball. He took his beating mm-hmm. and moved on. That is like a near impossible thing for a young guy to do. And, yeah. and it's very rare that a guy that gets assaulted in that fashion doesn't change his eye level, doesn't, doesn't start you know looking for where the next rush is coming – I think I think that there is room for improvement, but I think I'm really impressed with the maturity level. And 
you know, I, uh, as I said, I talked to this scout uh, earlier in the week who, who does a lot of work with quarterbacks, and he said that what's impressive about the guy isn't necessarily that he's able to take a beating and come back in. It's that he hasn't changed yeah. in terms of the way he goes about his job. That, that will affect you in a, in a really dynamic way. No, and I, okay, this is going to be a, 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 a way big comparison, but you look at like Aaron Rodgers. You look at some of the games early in this year, they go down, but he still believes he's going to be able to bring them back. He did it when he's down 7-0 seven, seven today. He still has that just that feeling or that, that, that confidence. You want to have that confidence in your leader over on the sidelines. Like, it's all right, I got this, I got this. And there are certain people that have that, and that is a big – it's a that's a big personality trait to have to help to help the teams believe. I mean, another big one. Tom Brady, you watch him on the side, like yeah, he'll get fired up and things like that. But when he's running out there to the to get the ball and they're down, you know, look at the Super Bowl. They come back. He's just calm, cool, and collected, and he has that belief, and it, it, it trickles down to everybody else. And so far, so good. As I've seen that in Justin Fields, and that's another trait that gets me excited. As a player, you look in his face, and you're like. I'm confident. As long as you keep your confidence, and if you can go out there and, and become a stud player, I, I, I'm excited for him. Yeah, he, he's a young man just getting started. Let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Freddie is, uh, is in Miami, of all places. Freddie's on the corner now, if I could say, in, in honor of Curtis Mayfield. Go ahead, Freddie. Hey, guys. How you doing? Listen, to me, it's Maggie. You have a minute and 34 to go. You didn't have no place for this kid. This kid is a rookie. He's going to go through this. We're playing against Green Bay. We're going to lose. But we have plenty of chances to compete. What is he doing in the second half? Pocket passes. No play action. No nothing. This kid is a runner. So if he wants to run, let him run. You had him back there. Of course he's going to get sacked. And Eddie Jones, please go back to tackling school. Guys, love you. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to tell you, it, it's uh, it, it's hard to put together a game plan that's going to beat a team. The Bears were in that game. They were in that game until the end of the first half and the beginning of the second mm-hmm. half. And, it, and they ended up getting back in the game. Don't get me wrong. But if you could reverse a couple of things that happened, I would say you got to finish the half better and you got to start the half better. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you can't. And then he was talking about the second half play calls. There was a series, right? We went down and scored the touchdown that looked like the first or the first series of the of the first half, where there was some play action pass mixed in with the run, the heavy formation, and they scored a touchdown. I got it 17 to 14. Well, the defense has a job to do as well. They need to get the ball back again. Well, what do they let the Packers do? Go down and score. So you you can't you know you can't have that happen. So it's a two way street with the offense and defense. But there was a nice series they had early, but late in the game. You've got to score as fast as you can. You're down 10 points or whatever it was. You've got to get the ball in the end zone and try to, try, you know, try to roll it back to your offense and, and try to come back. So late in the game, that, that's tough play calling. You've got to go empty sets. You've got to go right. uh, you know, four wides and things like that. But they did have one nice series in the second half. Again, said one. We need more than one. But uh, it, it wasn't the whole game. They had one nice series in the first half and one nice series in the second half. It's a great if they scrimmage. can get a couple more, <laughs> if they start doing that by quarter, they're going to win oh, a lot of games. There, there's uh, your 28 points. That'd be exactly. like a record. <laughs> Eric is in Orland Park. Hey, Eric. Oh, Eric's talking fast. Eric, we got you. Did we lose you? Eric wanted to talk about uh, Mario Edwards. Um, yeah, got to tell you, I, I hated, I hated 
that penalty, and I hate when he gets these penalties. But if you watch that play, Roger, he was he was laying on Rogers, whatever. Roger Rogers reaches up and grabs his face mask, and then he goes after him and he yells mm-hmm. at him. And and I gotta tell you, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get that call. Get off him, sack him, get off him, off you go. Don't don't I don't understand. You know, when the guy throws the ball, you, you hit him, that's fine. There was it, it was all part of the play. But just get off him and don't get and don't start that because you're not gonna win. You've no. had like a bunch of different personal fouls called on you for for a few different weeks. If you don't think the officials know who they want to keep an eye on, then mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to the game. Yeah, and once you do it once or twice, they're gonna you know have a little target on your back. That's the exactly. other thing. He's, he's known he's known that well, he's gonna know that now, but I don't mind personal fouls with too much effort. You know what I mean? You come in, you hit somebody right. like, oh my gosh, I just lost it for a minute. And I just, I hammered the guy. That's, I can, I could deal with that as a coach. It's the ones that like, like that happened. The one that happened the week before against the Raiders. And it's a point of emphasis. So this has been talked about in training camp. You've had referees and meetings telling you, showing you videos. You can't do it this way. You can't do it that way. I don't agree with some of the stuff they're doing with the taunting rules. But you just can't do that. He's got to know better. And I want to go back and look. Did he really get back in the game after that? I didn't yeah, see I, him I much did. later on in the game. I wonder no. if they benched him after that. Yeah, and that could hurt him because there was a third. There was a third and I was third and long. And I'm looking out there and Black uh, Angelo Blackson's out there instead of Mario Edwards on a. You know, you want huh. your fast guys out there even at the three technique, and he right. wasn't out there. So I don't know if if they just took him and put him on the bench. Maybe if something else happened, but um, you, you can't do that. And especially if you're going to beat a team like this. You've got to play a clean game, and that's not playing a clean game. That's 15 yards. 15 yards, Aaron Rodgers is, is huge. Or any, I mean, anybody in the NFL, but for Aaron Rodgers, that's huge. 312-644-6767. Back with your calls. It is the postgame show with Patrick Manley. I'm Mully. We are delighted to talk to you here on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. One more knee there for Aaron Rodgers. And now the handshakes and congratulations as they come to midfield and give their goodbyes. The Green Bay Packers retain possession of first place, beating the Chicago Bears 24-14 here at Soldier Field. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Oh, yes, indeed. It is the postgame show. We've got Patrick Manley. I am Mully from the morning show. I will be here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. If you want to continue to talk about it, boy, we'll just be getting going then. We'll have more audio. We'll understand what everybody is saying right now because uh, now is when the locker room is open and people are running around and talking uh, trash. We heard that from Aaron Rodgers. We heard him say, um, I guess, and I don't know this for, for certain, Pat, but I'm reading a story online that says that Aaron Rodgers, not only did he say, I own you, I own you, but he said, I, I, excuse me, he said, I still own you, I still own you. He also said, I've owned you all my uh, expletive yeah. Uh, life. Yeah. That's uh, that's a long time. He's been around a while, right? Is it, what is he, 37? <laughs> well, let's just hope. Maybe the Bears defense and this team can get it going a little bit more, and that's a little bulletin board material for later on. I hope so. But it just It's infuriating that a guy like that keeps beating you, and then he runs his mouth and makes it even worse. And that the only people that can do something about it are the guys that were on the field today. 
They didn't do it. The good thing is they have one more opportunity, and um, it's later on down the season. We'll see if they can get a little better and get after them. And, you know, maybe, you know, we just got on Mario Edwards about saying something to Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'll take that penalty later on <laughs> the next game with somebody doing something a little bit more to him. Um, maybe just All that right. excess something. I don't know. Yeah, I just it, I like it eats it. me, man. It just it eats me, Molly. It just it's I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of yeah. sick of losing it, the Packers. It's a difficult reality to accept. And yes. um, and for the record, and I I know as long as I'm piling on, I will uh, even further offend your sensibility. He did throw two touchdown passes, which ties him with the mm-hmm. 25 that Brett Favre threw at Soldier Field. That's the Packer record. So it's held now by two different guys. I, I want to say it seems like maybe it's 29 years. Feels like it's more closer to 50. Feels yes. like it's it's like a lifetime where the Packers have have had like great quarterback performances. And only his second ever rushing touchdown in Soldier Field. So maybe that's why he Well, he made the most of that, right? Blue. With his with his yes. with his quote there. Yes. yes. Oh yes. man. It's, just, it's aggravating. I mean, it's just, I wish I could do something. You can't. I mean, he just, he's, no, he's, he's, you he's should get out good. there. You I should, know, it's just, I would love, up there. you should Maybe run out there and like say to him, hey, try a punt and then put one <laughs> right where he'd never want it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, <laughs> man, this is aggravating. God. <laughs> you could do it. I know you could. Let's get to the phone lines 312 644 6767. Aaron is in Berwyn. Aaron. You are on the score. Uh, Molly, I love talking with you. I've been talking with you for 15 years. And, Patrick, it's a pleasure. I'm so disappointed in the way this organization just can't get it together to beat the Pack. I mean, it's been 30 years. We've been getting our butt kicked by the Packers. And, I mean, what Aaron Rodgers was doing on the sideline to us, it just tells you, like, we're never going to beat this team. And, and that's who we have to be. And I mean, and, and I honestly believe Justin Fields didn't play a bad game at all. I mean, he he made that mistake in the end zone, right? But that's going to happen. But to me, watching this game for 40 years, Justin Fields is like Warren Moon and uh, Doug Williams rolled into one. He's going to be good. And we, we, we didn't even have David Montgomery running the ball. You know, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's like Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy's got to go, man. Matt Nagy is not an NFL head coach. I mean, his game plan gets schemed out so bad by the defense. You know, they they got off on the first 15 plays the last few games. You know, they scored a touchdown, but then it's like three quarters of misery. I mean, you're just watching this guy trying to – he doesn't know what to do. I mean, honestly, Patrick, you played this game for the – you're the longest tenure bear, man. And Mike Mulligan, you know exactly the NFL game. You got to let me know. Like, this Mad Nagy, he's not the answer for the Bears. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, you agree, Aaron. Pat? Let, 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 yeah, let me take this real quick. Because this is this – is, I'm thinking about it kind of coming from the, the ownership side. Because there's two ways you can – we can break this game down, you know, numbers, players, all that kind of stuff. The ownership brought back Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, believing in them that they were going to develop this team, believing that those two guys were going to be the ones to beat the Green Bay Packers, were the ones to take this Bears to the next level. At the end of the season or whenever they do this evaluation, this is an evaluation game. Like I said in the pregame, 
This is the defense Ryan the, the, the defense that played out there today is Ryan Pace's defense. He put all the money out there for the front four guys, the front seven guys now with Roquan Smith, uh, drafted Jalen Johnson, gave Eddie Jackson all that money. This defense was supposed to hold down Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't do it. You brought in Matt Nagy to score points, to win games by score outscoring the other team instead of having the defense have it outscore them. You scored 14 points. So if you look at it that way from ownership, this is a big evaluation game. You gave them another year to try to go beat the Packers, and this is the team you have to beat in the division, and they, and they, don't, they don't do it. So that's another way to look at this game if you want to look at it from ownership. That these guys, you said, we believe in you. We collaborated. These are the guys going forward that, that, that are going to be the leaders of this team or this organization to beat the Packers and get on top. Well, you didn't do it. So to me, this is an evaluation game for the ownership at the end of the year or maybe later on in the year. I know they don't fire anybody during the middle of the year, but I get what the fan, get, get why the fans are upset. And maybe that's why I, I'm still ticked that Aaron Rodgers is still owning us. Well, you brought Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy in, so he doesn't own us. And that, that goes that falls on their falls in their lap. That is very well said. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, as much as when when they finally got rid of um, uh, of Mark Tressman, as much as the last couple of games, just the absurdity yeah. of the end of the season where the you know the coach the offensive guy had to apologize to Cutler and I know you lived all of it. Yeah. That that was beyond human comprehension, and that reached a, 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 an almost like absurd level. Mm-hmm. But I honestly felt that in that season there were two games. There was the, the back-to-back losses to New England by fifty-something points, and then you know giving up fifty points and giving up fifty to the Packers. And and supposedly the ownership had like a little meeting mm-hmm. in the in the box before they left. And you felt at that point that that thing was heading the wrong way and it wasn't going to work. And then by the end of the year, they all had to go. But I think that's fascinating. I think the Bear, the, the McCaskey family, and I know no one wants to hear that. They hate when I say this to them. But I know a lot of these people. They are as big a Bears fan as you're oh. ever going to find. Yep. And it breaks their hearts to lose to the Packers yeah. and to have done it for so long. And if you don't think – they know what the record is. If you don't think that they're following what the what the uh, the history of that rivalry is, then you just don't know these people. It's a big deal to lose to the Packers, and to lose by scoring 14 points will be something that is assessed at the end of the season. Oh, I, I 100% agree, and it should be. And it, it just, um, I mean, this this is a it's a statement game because this is the team they truly want to beat. And you're right, Molly. They. It, it it they it drives them crazy to lose to the Packers and to be to, to see the run that's been going on for the last 29 30 years, and then you're supposed to bring in these people to fix that, and they haven't done it. It's a great point. All right, we're going to uh, get back to all your calls. I'm sorry we spent some time on that, but I think it's a it's a a very important point, and I think you really spoke that well, Patrick. We'll we'll be right back on the post game show here on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 